Hello, my BTS Army friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Begin the Search, and it's a podcast inspired by BTS where I just want to pay it forward or give back or whatever I can do because BTS has helped me, has blessed my life, has graced my life. They have changed my life and they've done so much for me. So I'm hoping to help in some small way to encourage or inspire others to change your lives. If there's something that you're hoping to accomplish or a direction that you're hoping to go in and you feel like you just need an extra bit of support, come here and I will encourage you. Definitely, I care about you guys and I want you to succeed. Today is Sunday, May 16th, and I want to tell you what I've been up to this week or the past couple weeks. So, I recently started my new Korean class online. This is my second round going through the class because the first time it was very, very hard for me to attend classes due to my schedule. So I ended up missing the first one or two classes and I never really got the foundation that I needed in order to be able to build sentences and understand the verbs, changing the verbs and everything. So I decided to go to the beginner one class again. That last time I had a native Korean teacher so this time around, I have a Hispanic male instructor. I have no affiliation with them as far as like perks or commissions or anything like that. But I'll just tell you who it is that I'm going through. And so you can Google them too and maybe find a chapter or an organization somewhere near you. Anyway, they are called IYF. And once you get through the classes, you can volunteer to be a teacher as well. I think you have to take a test. I forgot what the test is called. But you have to take the test, you have to pass an interview, and then you can teach Korean to beginners or to intermediate, or you can teach English in a volunteer platform situation to Korean children and teenagers and possibly even some adults in Korea or wherever they are stationed. So that's what I would really love to do. I don't need to get paid for it. I think that would be so, so fun. The other thing I would love to teach would be music. I would absolutely love that. So what my teacher this time told us uh, the other day is that in Korea, when, they're, when the students are learning English for like 10 years, they are not focused on teaching those students conversational English, how to order from a menu, talking about what your favorite things are or trying to get a job. I would love to help fill in some of those gaps or those voids by offering them English. So there are six levels of the class and at the very end if you go through all of them and you pass you should be fluent in Korean. You should be able to go to Korea. If you pay your own transportation you can go there and they will uh, provide housing and food for you. It's all just instructional to bring Korean culture and language to those who want to learn it. And they also have a festival where you can learn K-pop dances, you can learn about skincare and beauty, you can do um, cooking and all that stuff. So because of the pandemic, they had to do it online. Yes, I know it took me a really long time to talk about it. And so if you're looking for something to do that will help you meet your goals closer and sooner as far as learning the language and having a volunteer opportunity or a teaching opportunity or just learning more about the Korean culture 
um, in a faster way than just uh, listening or watching about BTS content or K-dramas and such. Um, that might be something you want to look into. So, moving on. And kind of along the same lines, actually, I started to collect Korean makeup, K-beauty. So it's not the really nice products that I've seen in the K-dramas, but it's what's available around me. I found in a pharmacy, it's called CVS Pharmacy for me um, in the United States. I, they're probably all over the place. But the brand name is The Cream Shop, and it says made in Korea, designed in Los Angeles, California, and it's 100% cruelty-free. It's not tested on animals. I bought two cushion blushes because I'm always seeing the girls in the K-dramas getting out this cute little compact, opening it up, pulling out this cute little cushion puff. They are just into like a natural feminine beauty and I think it's wonderful and definitely something that appeals to me. So I went ahead and bought two blushes and then I went back to CVS and I got an eye primer, uh, CC cream or BB cream I guess it's called, and then I got another like a color correcting primer. My experience is that they're more affordable at CVS Pharmacy than they are on the Cream Shop website. Anyway, this was supposed to be about BTS so I am going to get back to BTS in a minute but I want to tell you the things that I've been up to. <laughs> also, I am doing some home therapy for an injury, a work-related injury. I've gotten a lot of work-related injuries in the past six months, and that has messed with my goals big time. When I see BTS being so active and talking about how we, how they're working out and everything, I just feel like, oh, that should be me too. I should be doing that, but I can't because I keep on getting injured. So that is a problem that I need to fix because even if I'm active, even if I'm doing strenuous things like at my job or other places, I don't want to get injured from it. So I need to make sure that I'm stretching every single day and that I'm drinking enough water, eating the protein and the calcium and doing things that I need to do to be strong like BTS even though I'm not their age, even though I'm not an athlete to the point where I'm like dancing all the time and working out all the time, I can get to be like that. I can. If I take the time and make the effort, I can be that way. So those are the things I'm focusing on, as well as I have a couple other podcast ideas I'm planning on making about three other podcasts in the next year. One will be like a mentoring podcast and one will be an anonymous podcast because of the nature of what it's going to be about. And it's going to be like for, basically it's going to be a resource for victimized women and children or for people in abusive relationships, trying to get them help and trying to show them that there are resources to be able to get out of their situation but I haven't set that one up yet because I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it since it is of, of such a sensitive nature. I know that it's really needed, but I haven't put it all, you know, I haven't laid it all out yet. And then the third one is going to be more of a, an entertaining podcast where I recap or review some of the things that I'm really into that are not BTS and not K Korean or K-pop or K-drama related. Okay, so... Moving on in news, coming up from BTS, we have the Butter single, their second single that is all in English. That will be released Thursday, May 20th for us in the States. It's either going to be around 
8 or 9 or 10 p.m. I feel like it's going to be, for me in my area, I feel like it's going to be around 9 p.m. And Friday, May 21st, Korean Standard Time at 0 o'clock. <laughs> so don't miss that. If you're going to be tired, like gear up for it, be ready for it, sleep enough so that you can watch it, listen to it in the first hour because we have goals that we want to stream and we want to listen to it and view it and, you know, bring awareness to it and show all of the radio stations and show all the music companies and all of the billboard charting and everything that we care so much about BTS and their music that we are this excited about it and we want the world to hear this song. So the song is called Butter. It's all in English. I forgot all of the clues that they gave us about it, but I heard that it's like retro disco pop something something. I don't know if it's like a dance track or if what it is, but it's definitely sounding like it's going to be upbeat. It's going to be fun. They've been releasing concept photos this week, and last week they were releasing concept video clips that were about 26 to 30 seconds long. Each member had one, and they showed it in Twitter. That's where you could find it. Um, and now, as well, they are releasing the concept photos in Twitter and in Weverse. And you get to see what the guys look like, at least at the time of styling and preparing the shoot for the concepts. And we see them in, what are they wearing? They're wearing suits, I think. Pretty sure they're wearing suits. And today the concept, concept photos were released. They're sitting in like orange and yellow and gold and mustard colored furniture. Um, each guy, each BTS member is in his own photo. And each guy is wearing clothes that are... I don't know how to describe it, but um, it's kind of like there's something simple on them and then there's something that's more like unexpected paired with that more simple piece of clothing. So for Jin, he had a dark shirt on and then underneath it he had like a mesh or almost like a net netting tool coll uh, collar or like a ruffle around his neck. And then ruffles, I think, coming out the sleeves. Tay, he was in a sleeveless, wide sort of vest shirt. It just, it was sleeveless. And he had some interesting jewelry on, and then the glasses he's wearing are all sparkle across the top um, in the frame. And it's very interesting. And anyway, they look cool. They look weird and cool, and it's, like, unexpected for me. And at the same time, the, like, the colors in the background and the furniture bring back memories for me because I grew up in my grandma's house and she had a lot of, my grandma and grandpa had a lot of those orange, those yellow and those gold tones in their furniture, in their wallpaper, in their curtains and on their carpet. And of course they had the, you know, the phones that had the cord attached. No smartphones existed. I don't know how far back we're going with these vibes, but they're really cool. And so if you haven't seen them because you don't have a Twitter account, I'm sure if you just get in Google and you type in BTS Butter Concept, concept Photos May 16th, 2021, you'll be able to pull them up. You will also be able to find the concept photos and the concept video clips in the Big Hit Music website under BTS. 
So go ahead and Google for that and you should find them pretty easily. For those of us who aren't Twitter users or are not really big on the internet, maybe ask somebody in your family or circle of friends to help you be able to see those concept photos and the concept video clips. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Other dates coming up not related to BTS. The first one is on May 20th, and it is the who I like to call the babies of Big Hit. Even though they're not the babies of Big Hit, they are actually under or in B-Lift Lab and not Big Hit Music, unless B-Lift Lab is part of Big Hit Music. But B-Lift Lab has our rookies, our seven new guys, and Hypen. That is Jungwon, Heesung, Jay, uh, Sunghoon, what's his name? Sunghoon, and Jake, and Sunu, and Niki. Those are their names. So, sorry if I'm butchering their names, and I could say them better, and I will practice saying them better, but they have an MV that will be released on May 20th as well. So... Uh, it's called Fever, and it's from their latest EP. Their EP, I believe, has four songs in it, plus an intro and an outro. And so I'm excited about that, but I don't really love the song as well as some of the songs that I've heard coming out of Hybe Entertainment. And the reason that I think I don't love Hypen's music yet as much as I love BTS is because they don't have the same producers. So they have, I mean, definitely different producers. I'm not going to say the producers aren't as good, but maybe I should just say an unpopular opinion right now is that the producers maybe aren't as practiced or experienced. Um, so their songs, while catchy and fun, seem a little bit too simple for my liking. Like there's not as much melody in the vocal line there's not much harmony, and but and Hypen, they themselves are doing an amazing job. They are all excellent dancers. They are all visual, uh, visually attractive. They are all like stunning. They're great with photography, um, with getting filmed and being on camera and doing the concepts. So there's nothing to fear as far as their dancing, their choreography, their looks, or their uh, voices. But the songs, I feel like the, the material that they're being given to record and learn is not that exciting. But I know that it's going to get better. If they continue and if they grow and if they have us to support them or their fans to support them and they continue working within Hive Entertainment, um, I don't know how long their contract is for, but I'm excited for them. And I'm excited for them to learn how to write their own music because I feel like their music is going to be, uh, it's going to increase in quality, just like BTS has done. Um, BTS's very first album 
some people love it the most and some people think, well, that was kind of unexciting compared to what they've released since their first album or their second album. So we can give and hype in some time. We can give them a chance. We can encourage them and watch them grow. They are going to be big. And if BTS is ever called to serve their country in the military, I feel like and hypen will be one of those groups and, uh, wonderful um like an entertainment for us and a wonderful distraction from missing bts even if we even if bts serves i feel like they're still going to have content that they can release to us whether it's something like bon voyage or run bts or uh, a documentary or other music or other like clips or variety shows or things i i feel like they won't leave us hanging and we'll always have something to watch and we'll always have something to look forward to listening to and military service is not that long anyway so I'm not saying they are going to be enlisting I'm not saying they're not I don't know exactly whether they've been excused from it or whether it's still up in the air or whether we just are trying not to talk about it because it's not our business but I what I wanted to say about it is I know that Hybe Entertainment is not going to leave the fans hanging I know that we'll, we will be, um, even if we miss BTS for some reason, um, they're going to be together a long time. And if there is like a dry spell or uh, any type of hiatus, whether it's for their own mental and physical like recovery, like they did the two months uh, hiatus in August-ish, July, August, September of 2019, um, they're still working hard. They're still doing things. And... We will never be left just high and dry, wondering where they are. But Tomorrow X Together or Tomorrow By Together and in Hypen and some of the other groups that are in Hype Entertainment, especially partnering now with Scooter Braun's company and his artists. Um, I don't I don't know how to talk about this. I don't know all the words, like the correct lingo to say about in the music industry, but I know that there's going to be plenty for us to consume as far as material and content from the artists, and so uh, I think we're going to be in good shape. The final thing I want to mention that's coming up, the release, is in fact by TXT, aka Tomorrow X Together, aka Tomorrow By Together. They have a comeback scheduled for May 31st, and it's called the Chaos Chapter Freeze. You guys, if you haven't seen their photos, oh my word, their photos are stunning. The styling, the makeup, the hair, the photography, the effects, like the, the way that it looks like they're either behind ice or part of their face is covered with ice or like there's ice in their hair or something like that. They're just stunning pictures. Please do get the chance to look at them. They also have a teaser or trailer on YouTube that was released a couple days ago. I'm going to be watching it today. Usually these teasers or trailers are between 30 seconds to a minute and 50 seconds, but sometimes it's a full-fledged movie, like 7 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just showing you the concept and like these artists, they're not actors, but they really are actors because they're showing us the expressions and like the emotion. They're doing things, they're going places, they're climbing stuff, they're crawling on things, they're like underneath things, they are running from whatever it is or 
I don't even know. But we had the dream chapter. Now we have the chaos chapter. I don't know what other chapter we've had because I don't consider myself an MOA. MOA? Is that how you say it? I don't consider myself a diehard TXT fan. It's not that I don't like them, but it's that I just haven't made the time for them very much. So it wasn't until they released Blue Hour 553. Is that what it's called? Um, uh, anyway, I didn't know Yeonjun or Bomgyu. I didn't know their faces or their names. I had learned Subin's name and Huninkai, Huninkai's name a long time ago, but I didn't know which ones they were. Um, and then finally I did notice, uh, or I did learn Huninkai's face and I did learn Subin's face. Um, I think that his lips are very distinctive and that's the way that I can tell that he is him the most, especially when he's got a lot of really cool makeup on and there are effects in the picture. The other day someone posted on Twitter a picture which I thought was Subin and they ended up saying, no, this isn't Subin, this is Yeonjun. So I was really surprised. Um, but anyway, I don't know their voices well enough to know who's singing which part. That's unfortunate. And that's another thing with Enhypen is for the seven guys that are in Enhypen, I can only recognize one, two, usually about two or three of the seven voices just by listening to them. And I actually have to be watching them performing something in order to know who's singing it. So that is actually frustrating to me. A little discouraging because I do try to watch everything that they release and like I'm watching Weekly Idol, I'm watching the Enhypen and High, I'm watching their Olympics, um, mini Olympics and I'm watching, I don't watch all their V-Lives, I actually don't really get the time to watch their V-Lives nor do I take the time when I have the time because I'm usually choosing to watch something from BTS instead but um, anyway I can spare some more time for Enhypen because I watched, I literally watched them become formed as a group and I feel so much like investment in that and knowing that I got to vote for them and knowing that I had a voice in choosing who was going to be in that group and watching them go from, you know, one of a number into just the seven main guys is really exciting for me. Plus, um, they're so charming and I know TXT is like that too. But a group of five, for some reason, it doesn't appeal to me as much as a group of seven. I don't know why. My other favorite group I've mentioned before on this podcast is ATs, and they are a group of eight guys. And I thought, first, when I was learning about BTS, I thought, there's too many guys here. I can't keep track of seven guys. Then I was like, ATs has eight. I don't know how I'm going to learn them all. And I finally did learn them all, but it took a couple different comebacks for me to learn them, uh, to recognize them, to hear their voices and I don't always distinguish who is who in the singing but I can usually pick out about f five or six of the eight guys um, within Hypen and with TXT it's going to take me a good while to be able to know who is singing which part. Um, now I think it's time for unpopular opinions. Popular or unpopular, I don't know. You guys can relate or be the judge or whatever. Um, I could get some negative flack for this. I hope I won't. But everyone's entitled to their feelings, their opinions, and I have mine for sure. So I really feel like a K-pop group 
should have both vocalists and rappers. TXT doesn't have any rappers from what I understand. And Hypen doesn't have any rappers from what I understand. However, TXT has only been going for, what, a year? Two years now? I feel like it's two years. I feel like they... I don't know the date, so I might butcher it right now. I might be totally off, but I feel like it was springtime of 2019. Uh, I don't know. Um, ATs was, it's, they're not in Hive Entertainment, but since they are my second favorite K-pop group, I do get to talk about them, and it's okay, because it's my podcast, and hopefully you guys are all right with that. If you're not, there are plenty of podcasts that won't talk about ATs or in Hypen or TXT, but... Um, ATs debuted in September or October of 2018. I feel like it was October, but I don't have their debut date memorized. I don't have the date when their fandom name was decided or any of that memorized. Um, I don't even have that memorized for BTS as far as the, the army name. I don't know when that happened exactly, like when that was established. And I wasn't around for it because I didn't even know K-pop existed at the time. So, but, um, I really feel like BTS is more successful. How do I say this? I don't want to say it like, because they've been around for almost eight years now. So, and if TXT has only been here about two years and then Hypen's only been here for six months, I don't want to discredit them or discourage them or their fans, but T uh, BTS has always had rappers and vocalists. So when they debuted, we got to hear them singing melodies and harmonies and breaking off into rap. Even Jungkook was rapping. And, um, you know, so there was a lot more variety in their songs. I like a song that seems to have several different, different themes in it. When it is well put together and well produced, the themes all fit. So you'll have your intro or your bridge excuse me, your intro and your verse, which will then have a transition into the chorus, and then you'll have your second verse, and then you'll have your second transition, and then your chorus, and then your bridge, and then your final chorus. That's only one format of of a song. There are many other ways you can build a song. It's kind of like poetry. You can have many stanzas, and you can have all these different ways to build a poem, but like luckily and thankfully there are not only one set of rules a lot in music you can have rules and then you can see how those rules can be broken and I love that music rules are broken because it keeps things interesting and it makes you hear it allows you to hear things that you wouldn't have heard otherwise in classical music Beethoven and Mozart and others had to conform to certain rules in their music in order to call it a sonata or a fugue or uh, this or that. I don't know if they even did fugues. Maybe Bach was the one that did fugues. Um, it's been many years since I studied those types of terms and genres and definitions because I did not love music history. It was one of my least favorite classes in college to take because there was nothing past the, what do you call them? like Aaron Copeland and, uh, anyway, 12-tone piano. We went that far, but we didn't get to go into, like, New Age and pop and country western. Not that I love country western, because I don't love it. I used to love it, but I don't love it anymore. 
Um, we didn't get to go into rock or anything like that. We only got to go through, um, like the, what's it called? Like the, the Gregorian chants, the early music, the early church music, and then into what they called secular music, which was still hundreds of years ago. It was a long time ago. And, um, like even if Tchaikovsky and Beethoven were alive in the, I don't even remember, remember when it was 17, 1800s. See, I never memorized the dates and, but there are certain things that they've written that I love, such as the Nutcracker Suite that's by Tchaikovsky. And I feel like music would be incomplete without that type of music. You know, we, we need that. We needed ballerinas and, you know, dance artists to be able to listen, listen to and dance to that. But I don't like that there's just a certain set of rules within classical or other types of music. I like that we can break rules. I like that BTS is pushing the boundaries in certain ways and many artists will push the boundaries. For example, Billie Eilish kind of whisper sings, it seems like, and I've never even heard one of her songs all the way through, but it seems like she does more of a whisper speaking vocalizing, and that's something that we didn't expect or haven't heard a lot of until she came and kind of had that nuance as part of her artistry. Billie Eilish is not one of my favorites. I don't dislike her, but I've never given her the time because around the same time I heard about her was the same time that I found out about BTS, and so I'm like, oh, BTS, okay, Billie Eilish who? You know, Halsey who? Almost like I wouldn't even know who Halsey was if it hadn't been for Boy With Love. I still probably wouldn't know who she is. I wouldn't know what she looks like or what she sounds like. But because of BTS, I know what, I know her now. Anyway, I like that artists will push the boundaries with their sound, with their style, with their structure of a song. And I love that they don't only conform to that or they only don't only restrict to that, but they can go outside of that. There are certain songs that I like where I feel like the bridge does not fit at all. There's one by Backstreet Boys that is called Panic. And I think the Panic song itself with the beat and everything is really fun. There's harmony there, like it's catchy and everything. The bridge does not seem to fit the rest of the song. And my son, when he was in elementary school, used to listen to that song a lot. And he's like, I don't like this bridge. It doesn't match the rest of the song. And I was like, wow, you really have an ear kind of like I do. There's certain things that don't seem to fit. There are certain BTS songs that I feel like their bridge might not seem to fit or match the rest of the song as well as maybe it could. And that's where I might get some armies mad at me. I hope not. I don't mind standing out, but I don't want to stand out in the line of fire making people upset. Usually what I think of when I find a song that's like that where I don't feel like the bridge matches the rest is that the bridge by itself is beautiful. So pretty, so beautiful, so meaningful, emotional, touching, it moves me. You know, I love the sound of it. I love the sound of their voices with it. But then when they go from the song into the bridge and then back to the chorus or whatever in the song, I just feel like they kind of like made a hole in the song, stuck that bridge in it, and then expected it to fit really well. But the cool thing is, since they are the artists, they are the producers, they can do that and it's okay. I love BTS. I respect them. I admire them. 
They inspire me. They are so smart and so skilled and talented in many, many ways, more than I ever, ever have been or could be. Like, I I would love to go into a store with Yoongi and look for new recording software and products and such. He's so talented, I wouldn't be surprised if he's so influential that eventually a company might want to reach out to him or people like him to say, okay, is there anything missing from your software and from your tools and from your library and from your equipment? Is there any feature that you wish this had that is found in another thing that we could combine to make a new product? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes influential unless maybe he already has been influential. Maybe he doesn't have that kind of presence or power yet, but what I'm saying is I heard or read that he used to love and maybe still does going to a store to look at new recording equipment. I don't know how to use that equipment. I wouldn't know, even if I had it in front of me right now, if I had my own recording studio or small room or office with a computer and with the software and with the tools and the machines around me, I would not know how to use them. Sure, I could click and press buttons and play things and move knobs and dials, but I wouldn't really know what to do. So I don't have the kind of mind that can do that. Maybe eventually I could learn it, but I don't really have the desire to learn it either, necessarily, because music production has never been high on my wish or dreams list, you know, like things that I want to go after. But I really admire the BTS and their producers and their team because they know how to use the equipment. They know how to make a song with it. And it just seems like it would be very hard. And so if it's not hard for them, if it's really easy for them, ah, they're lucky. It's It seems like such a fun thing to do, yet it seems like it would be really difficult for me. So here I am being a listener, consuming the music, hearing these wonderful introductions with haunting melodies or catchy melodies or cool beats or, you know, inspiring things that move your heart and move your soul and make you want to get up and dance or like sway a little bit or make you think of things or make you cry or make you smile or you just you hear it and you want to hear it on repeat and then you get to a bridge or for me I'm talking about myself here and what I'm hearing is I get to a bridge and I'm like where did that bridge come from it doesn't sound like it really should be part of this song but the bridge as a standalone section or piece is beautiful. So I, there are a few BTS songs that are like that for me, not lots that I've noticed, but I've never really taken the time to write anything down or, you know, to count how many or pinpoint which ones necessarily. I can think of one in particular, but I'll share that for later. <laughs> anyway, the unpopular opinion that I want to share with you today goes back to when I, hold on, yeah. Okay. So when I was new army, I'm not quite two years in yet. I'm coming up on my two year army anniversary next month. Um, but it has been about two years since I saw BTS perform on the voice finale, the voice USA finale. And then after that, I watched their boy with love video music video in the video. And afterwards, um, I came across a video that said, here are all the songs that, Yoongi whispers Suga in, and here are all the songs that Hobie says Hope World in. And I, I was like, whoa, what is this? They're saying certain things, and then RM sometimes will say his name. 
before he starts his verse. And so I started listening to those and I was like, oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. So then I went back and started listening for it in the BTS tracks. And I was like, this whispering Suga before his verse is one of my most favorite things in their songs. It's one of my most favorite things about him and it keeps him different and I love it. He's not the only artist who does this. I know other artists who will announce their name or say their name before or their nickname before or during their verse. But my point now that I'm about to make with the unpopular opinion is when Hobie says Hope World. Okay, so he has Hope World is... I can't dis explain it to you since I don't really know it. But Hope World is his... Uh, his solo, his mixtape, right? And then also, isn't there like Hope on the Street, which was something he did on V Live or in the earlier days of V Live, which I've also never watched yet because I haven't had the time. Or also, Hope World, I don't, it's just his thing that he will shout or say before he does his verse. And he has it in Boy with Love. So it's after, it's part of verse two. And you hear him not shouting it, but you hear him sort of sing-songing it. So it's like, um, hope, hope world. Anyway, so it's two different distinct notes. Hope world, da-da. That's a fourth. By the way, if you know intervals in music, if it was like a C, then you would go up to F. Or if it's a B-flat, you would go up to E-flat. If it's a D, you would go to G. If it's an A, you would go to D. You go to four music notes up from where you started. Hope world, da da. And anyway, in the recording and in the MV, in the studio official recording, it's Hobie, right? I feel like it's Hobie. I'll be embarrassed if it's not him because it sounds like him. And I love how he does it. I love how he sings or says it. And I think it's perfect and it fits. But in all of the stage performances, Jungkook is the one who sings it. He doesn't shout it or, you know, give it the energy that Hobie does, but he sings it and he's on pitch. Da da, Hope World. And it's fine and he's on tempo and it happens um, while yeah, J Hope is running around or Jungle comes around the side on the left side. As we're watching them, they're on the left side. They come around with their arms around each other, skipping, and then they stop. And then they, this is where the part where the, he shakes his finger and Jungkook is saying, oh no, and all the guys in the background are like kind of shaking their finger and bobbing up and down. And um, I don't know what that choreo is even called. I don't know what the moves are called, but I hope you can picture what I'm talking about from what I just said. I prefer Hobie doing it in the way that it was recorded and not hearing Jungkook do it. So does that make me a terrible person? I don't know. I hope not. But the thing is, I don't have anything against JK doing it. I just prefer hearing Hobie do it more. It's his thing. Hope World is his thing. And I love the um, the deepness to his voice. And I love the energy he has in his voice. So to then hear our soft, youngest, golden makne cookie doing it hope world and he has a maybe a tiny bit of vibrato on it or his just like his nice tenor voice da da it's like more sing-songy and rather I, I mean and less um less like a cheer that hobie gives to it does that make sense so that's today's unpopular opinion popular or unpopular i don't know 
Like I said, you can decide. But that is about all I have to talk about today. And I stuttered a lot. I just went, just let's hit record. And I just went. And I don't want to edit this. And I've said that before. And then I've ended up editing it. And it ends up choppy. I don't honestly have the time to edit, but I want to get this out there because I just want to talk about BTS, and I don't have a lot of people to talk about BTS with. Thank you to those who have been following me on Twitter. Um, I still don't really reach a lot of people, and so when I come here on the podcast and I say I want to talk with BT, I talk about BTS with people. I'm not talking with you guys, but I hope that on the other side of it, I hope you're nodding your head. I hope you're kind of like being like, yes, I feel like that too. Or, oh, that's interesting. Or I didn't know that. Or I'm going to have to look that up. Or I'm going to have to go watch that. Or it's been a while since I've listened to that one. I'm going to go like, I hope you guys are interacting in some way on the other end of it. Um, even though we can't, you know, directly interact with each other because I'm the speaker and you're the listener. But you do have that opportunity, so if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter, at KathosTV, and you can send me a message and say, I would love to be on your show. I would love to have you on my show, okay? So please be someone who is old enough to be on my show without having to get permission from your parents or guardians, and we can have great conversation about BTS, we can laugh, we can gush over them, we can talk about how much we're excited to hear Butter and how it's going to go, um... And the only thing I can really do to cross into their world is to give them my love, my time, my attention, my support, my encouragement, my energy, um, and just keep on believing in them and keep on enjoying them and loving them because that's what they want. They want to share their music with us. They want to share their talents and their gifts with us. And um, just like any artist, there I mean, there are a few artists in this world who keep their arts private and personal and they don't share it. And I'm not going to, like, try to fault them for that. That's their own choice. But for somebody who wants their music heard and wants their art seen and felt and, you know, experienced, those are the things that I can obviously help support and encourage. Because obviously if someone's doing a wonderful painting and they keep it private in their home and you never get to see it, there's no way to encourage that person. There's no way to lend them energy or give them love so since bts is so like that's their goal is to have their music out there and to keep sharing it and keep bringing it to us then i want to do everything that i can to listen to it watch it and encourage other people to enjoy it i was going to talk briefly about the rolling stone article anyway i took some screenshots let me see if i can get into those quickly to add to this episode because i feel like we need to hear it or we want, I mean, it's going to bring, be something that like makes us smile or makes us happy. So here in the BTS Rolling Stone article, we have one that's covering all of the BTS members together. And then we have a cover section or story on each member besides that. First of all, in the pictures, they look so stunning. They look so handsome. My goodness. JK's hair is looking so good. Um, I mean, Hobie's hair too. Woo. Jimin's hair, Tay's hair. I can't see the other members' hair as well because the word Rolling Stone is across it and I just can't see it as well. But their faces look awesome. It's showing us what they're wearing, who styled them. So shout out to their stylists, shout out to their groomers, um, their fashion direction, and the photographers. 
It's also telling who did their hair. Did I already say that? I don't know. And then it says their jackets, their t-shirts, everything that they wore. It says uh, that they were by Louis, Louis Vuitton. But I wanted to read this to you from the article. It says, this is from when they talked about Jungi's battle with OCD, social anxiety, and depression. I knew that he had depression, but I didn't know that he battled with OCD or social anxiety. I kind of guess that he might have some social anxiety. I have social anxiety and I have anxiety. And he did say that he's afraid of a lot of things. In one of his V-Lives in the past few months, he said, I'm afraid of a lot of things. It might have been in the past year, like when he was doing the audio only. He was a fan of Epic High, as well as American rappers. And he was already a skilled rapper when he joined, but his parents weren't happy about it. They didn't understand rap music, says Suga. It's natural that they were against what I was doing. I think that helped me work harder because there was something I had to prove. On the intense solo track from 2016, The Last, recorded as August D, he reveals battles with OCD, social anxiety, and depression. I'm comfortable now and feeling good, he says, but those sort of negative emotions come and go. For anybody, these emotions are not things that need to be hidden. They need to be discussed and expressed. Whatever emotions I may be feeling, I'm always ready to express them. But it's good to know that if he's feeling something, he feels he feels equipped with the mind and the heart capacity to express it and to talk about it. And I feel like each one of the members is doing that or moving towards that, even if they haven't much. I feel like Jungkook has been one of those who held back his feelings more, and now he's beginning to express himself a lot more, too. There is something special that I really want to do today. I've been putting it off for a while, and I was going to do it when I felt like the time was right and the environment was right, and you guys might think I'm weird for this, but just hear me out a second, and of course, you don't know what's in my heart, you don't know what's in my mind, so you don't you wouldn't be able to really understand, I feel like, why I've chosen to do this. But basically there are a couple BTS songs I haven't heard all the way through yet or that I haven't heard much of. And when I first became BTS ARMY, I was trying to kind of ration out their work and not really like listen to everything all at once. I wanted to learn some of their songs and then move on and learn some more songs. Not move on, excuse me. I wanted to learn some of their songs and then add to that the wonderful library of tracks and learn, listen to more and learn more and more and more rather than listening to it all at once and then forgetting what I had heard and then going back and being like, oh yeah, I listened to this one time because there, there's so much music. I don't even know how to explain this, but some people are the kind of fans who will listen to everything as soon as they get the chance. And I was trying to save it more. And over the last few months, I've listened to almost every song. But there are several MVs I have not watched yet. And so first I wanted to hear their songs so that I could pay attention to how each song makes me feel, the message of the song, whether I'm looking up the lyrics or listening to it in Korean first and getting a feel for the tune and the orchestration and everything that is put into the beautiful track or the cool or awesome fun track. I just didn't want to 
use them up quickly. I just wanted to know that I still had something to look forward to, especially if we had to wait a few months for new music. So I've been adding little by little, and I only have a couple left. And one of the songs, actually two of the songs, are from Jin. And I'm in a way, I'm sort of torn. I'm sort of mad at myself for waiting this long on the songs, because they are messages that I definitely need to hear. Um, dang it, I'm wearing makeup right now. And I just know I'm going to cry, because... Epiphany came on in the car when I was driving at night, and I skipped it, and my boys were like, oh, we really want to hear that song. We've never gotten to listen to it in the car before, and I said, I've never heard it yet. And they're like, Why? okay, let's listen to it right now then. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I can. And they're like, why not? And I said, because every time I start to listen to it or watch him perform it, I start crying. <laughs> They're like, what is there to cry about in a song? First of all, my one son, he's like, why do you even cry or listen to, like, he doesn't really pay attention to the lyrics in hardly any songs. Unless it's from NF, which he tries to memorize every single track and rap as fast as he can. But my other son listens to all the words he doesn't look up all the lyrics, like the translation, but he listens to all the words. Anyway, I decided that since they wanted to hear it, that it would be a good opportunity for me to go ahead and try to listen to it. And so the first part played, and I was able to listen to verse 1 and the first chorus, and then when he starts coming down after the chorus to go into verse 2, I lost it. And I was like, I can't drive. I can't see anything. I I have to turn this off. I'm sorry. I'll listen to this at home when I'm by myself. <sighs> and so today I'm going to try to listen to it right now. And it's since the sound, the, the sound, since this song is found in Spotify anyway, um, I, I'm going to go ahead and listen to it on the smart speaker so that if I have anything to say or like any any reaction to it, you'll be able to hear that. So here goes. Alexa, play Epiphany by BTS. Epiphany by BTS from Spotify. This instrumental part sets up such an atmosphere of feelings. There's Jin's silver voice.
I'm already crying. <laughs> as soon as he started the chorus. Oh. It's beautiful. Oh, it's more beautiful than I thought. heard before. I've seen it in video clips. Wow. His voice is so clear. My chest, the area around my heart just got really, really warm. I knew what the message of the song was, but I never got to hear it because I just wanted to make it a moment that nothing else was going on, that I didn't have to be somewhere or that people weren't going to be around me rushing me or interrupting or anything. So I, I have to say... Okay, my favorite BTS songs, weirdly enough, I mean, I can't say I have one favorite, but if you were to ask me what's my favorite, I might just blurt out, Love Yourself Answer, We Are Bulletproof, The Eternal, Seesaw, or Shadow. But another day, I might blurt out Pied Piper, Microcosmos, Magic Shop, Home, and Jamais Vu, and... I mean, and Blue and Gray. I love those songs so much. Anyway, there's something about a couple of the solo songs. 
Maybe it's because it's Yoongi. Maybe it's because he's my bias. But I really love Seesaw and I really love Shadow. And I cannot listen to Shadow very often without crying. I made a video once, a reaction video, and I was embarrassed and I took it down. But I might eventually put it back up. I actually deleted that channel, so I might create a new channel. But I'm just kind of waiting. I don't know what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting until I feel like it really... As far as like wanting to be on camera. But this epiphany, my goodness. The message of it... And nobody else could sing this except Jin. I mean, no one else can deliver it that way that I just felt it. There are beautiful, wonderful vocalists out there, including in inside BTS. And there's even females or many different types of voices that could cover the song, but no one's going to give me that feeling that I just had listening to Jin deliver that message and the emotion in the message. Hmm. And this kind of gets back into where he talked about himself. I want to say it's in Break the Silence, the film, because he said he mentioned to ARMY that he wasn't having a very good day or he was a little bit feeling down or something. And all of a sudden, armies were like, Jin, I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you. I, I hope you're okay. I want you to be okay. And so then he took away from that, that he needed to keep those feelings and thoughts to himself and not show the fans that side. Well, that contrasts, contrasts with how Yoongi is talking in the Rolling Stones article, which I was getting into it before I had to take a break. So I'm going to go ahead and get back into that. It just shows a difference of view between BTS members. And I believe that Hobie also touched on it in his interview or in his article. And so anyway, getting back into Suga's part again. He says, For anybody, these emotions are not things that need to be hidden. They need to be discussed and expressed. Whatever emotions I may be feeling, I'm always ready to express them. So that really is in contrast to what Jin had said in Break the Silence. Jin said, I need to keep this from the fans. I need to hide this from them so they don't see it. I don't want them to worry about me. I want them to know that I'm okay, or I don't want them to think that I'm not okay, kind of a thing. And then a few months back, he released Abyss for us. Was it on his birthday or around his birthday? And... Uh, he had said something like, you know, this this comes from my heart with different things that I was feeling, and it, it's not always happy feelings. So I think that's very interesting that they go through their periods of wanting to be more transparent, and then they go through periods of wanting to hide that and shield us from knowing when they're not happy or knowing when they're having a hard time. But I really appreciate from BTS that they have told us that during the pandemic, it was very, very hard for them. And so anyway, it just kind of shows how my bias, Yoongi, he says, whatever emotions I may be feeling, I'm always ready to express them. That might be why... <sighs> that might be why I can relate to him so well. Um, I don't hold back a lot. <laughs> A lot. Like if I'm given the chance to to share my feelings or express myself, I don't hold back a lot. And that 
that can be a, a thorn in my side. That can be, you know, considered a, a fault of mine. But I'd like to not look at it as a fault. Um, if you know, if you knew much about my life and my past, um, I was bullied a lot in high school. I had a rocky marriage. There are things that I had to, like, there were feelings that I had to suppress. Because if I didn't, then somebody would get mad. Somebody would treat me worse. And so I hid my feelings a lot. I pretended I was okay. And in the process of that, I became very emotionally numb, where I wasn't laughing or smiling. I wasn't, I wasn't myself. I wasn't the funny way that I used to be. I wasn't able to make people laugh. And I also became somebody who wasn't able to listen to others or offer advice if they asked. And I didn't like myself in the way that I had changed, but I didn't know how to fix it because I was so deep in the depression and in the, like, I was neglected and abused. And I was so deep in that feeling like that's just what I deserved, that I didn't deserve to be happy, that I didn't deserve love, and that I didn't deserve to be accepted by anybody. <sighs> So, I didn't love myself either, because the message that was given to me was, you're ugly, you're fat, you're stupid, you'll never be good enough, your parents are horrible people for letting you grow up and be this way, you're not as smart and cool and well-spoken as other people, you don't dress as great as other people, your hair isn't nice like other people, your body isn't attractive like other people. That's the message that was given to me in those graphic words, in those details. And I came to believe it. I believed that that's who I was, that's what I deserved, and that's who I would always be. So, maybe now you can understand why I want... I want to talk about BTS and how they have changed my life and how a song like Epiphany and Love Yourself Answer, <laughs> how those songs change my life. They change my life every time I listen to them and it's a reminder again how I don't have to stay in that place. I don't have to believe those people anymore and I can love myself and I can accept myself no matter what anyone else thinks so thank you for enjoying that with me that the listen of epiphany I, I think it might have to vault itself into my number one spot of my favorite songs and my family's going to be pretty surprised if they come home and I'm listening to epiphany or <laughs> They'll be like, wait a minute, you're listening to Epiphany now? <laughs> you finally did it, huh? And I'll be like, yeah. And they'll look at me and I'll have tears in my eyes because it's going to take a while for me to be able to listen to that song without crying. Just thinking about wanting to record this and tell you guys about it yesterday, I started crying because I remembered how I felt when I listened to the first verse in the car a few weeks ago. 
And I was like, well, how can I do this? How can I, how can I do this without crumbling and becoming a mess? But really it's, it's a sign that my heart works. It's a sign that, you know, my heart works and that I'm letting go of some of those negative emotions, some of those beliefs. And it's really important for us to let go of negative emotions. Whew. Okay. Now, talking about J-Hope in the Rolling Stone article, it says the bond between BTS and their army is real, and the guys have genuinely missed their fans, missed the road. When we couldn't go on tour, everyone Everybody felt a sense of loss, a sense of powerlessness, said Jin, says Jin. And we are all sad, and it actually took us a while to get over those feelings. It was an opportunity to learn how precious our ordinary lives were. I had to think about how my life should go on and how I should just stay calm and focus even during these times. It was a time to reflect on myself a lot. The takeaway is I have to do what I can do best. Time goes on and life flows on and we just have to keep doing music and performances. I just thought that I have to make music that can give consolation and a sense of hope to other people. You know, we're just people like everybody else. So we feel the same way as everybody else. But So we just wanted to make music and do performances that other people can resonate with and that can give people more strength. The interviewer asks the question, In some of your lyrics, you've revealed that there is sometimes a sadness behind the smile that everyone loves. This goes back to how I was saying that Yoongi says he's always ready to express his emotions. And Jin said how he felt like he needed to hide his emotions and not let us know how he's doing or how he's feeling. Hobie's answer to this question is just something I wanted to kind of tie in to compare or contrast. The question is asked, how do you balance the positivity that you present to the world with the more complex emotions you may experience in real life? He says, things are really different from how it used to be. I just try to show who I really am. I think that's the most comfortable for me. Everybody has, you know, different sides from what they show. Of course, I do have a burden and a pressure as an artist. I just take them in for what they are. I just try to express that I'm going to overcome these difficulties. And that's something that I love. I love that he says this because even Jin, who's the eldest brother, he's the eldest in the group, he can learn from this. Jin, who had been feeling like he should be hiding his feelings, he can learn from Hobie and Suga, where they're saying... I try to express things. I try to express that I'm overcoming these difficulties. I try to, you know, talk about the emotions as I'm feeling them. Hobie says also, if I express those things, I think that also gives me a sense of consolation as well. We have been communicating with our fans ever since we became artists, but now I think it's become more natural and comfortable. Before, we tried to only show them the good side, the bright side of us. As my name is J-Hope, I only tried to show the bright side of our group and myself. But as the time passes by, one cannot feel the same way forever, so I also felt other emotions. I tried to express those emotions through music or dialogue to express them in a very beautiful way. Jin can learn a lot from that. So if Jin hasn't arrived at this sort of self-awareness and acceptance of his own emotions by now, especially since he wrote Abyss and released that, that's quite a ways after the Break the Silence film. So we don't have to just 
keep Jin in that box that he was in in that film. We don't have to keep him there. We can accept that now he's allowing himself, maybe, to express himself and to share those emotions, even if they are darker, that he doesn't need to hide what he's feeling and thinking anymore. So I know I said that some of the article that I would share should make us smile and should make us feel happy. This should make us feel happy because we don't want BTS to be stuck, unable to share when they're feeling heartbroken. In Jimin's article, this is a completely different topic. The question is asked, would you like to still be in BTS when you're 40 years old? And his answer, I don't think I've ever really thought of being not a part of this group. I can't imagine what I would do on my own, what I would do without the team. Even before we debuted, my goal was to continue to work with these people, to continue to sing with these people. I think when I become older and I grow my own beard, I would like to think that at the end, when I'm too old to dance, I would just like to sit on stage with the other members and sing and engage with the fans and communicate with the fans. I think that would be great too. So I'd like to keep this going as long as I possibly can. We have seen Tay expressing similar things in the Festa birthday party last year in 2020, celebrating their seventh year. Tay said something like, I want us to eventually be able to gather like this and talk about our kids or I want to... I want my kids to see you guys, or I want my kids to know you guys, or he said something like that. And some of the guys just like lost it, giggling and laughing like, whoa, that's a bold statement, you know, thinking about us as dads and as parents and everything. And, but it's a beautiful thought. And, you know, they're, they're not going to be 40 for a while, <laughs> a decade for one of them and like 15 years for some of the other ones. But you know, it's great that they're thinking long-term like this, that they are so devoted and so loyal. And if I found something as fulfilling and wonderful in all ways, like being in, a, in BTS, if I were one of them and I found something that fulfilling, I would want to keep doing this as long as I could until I was too old as well. Along those lines, if you're into K-drama... I just watched, uh, last week I finished it, a K-drama in Netflix called Navilera. Navilera, I guess. I don't know if that's Italian or if it's Spanish or what it is. But it's about a young man who is in ballet lessons and he wants to compete and he wants to become a professional. And then it's about an older man who comes into the music studio one day and watches this young man dancing and then tells the teacher that he wants to dance. I think you guys should watch it if you're into heartwarming dramas like that. Um, it seems like it's very doable and reasonable to, to imagine that it could happen in real life. The older man is 70, 79 years old and the younger man is probably 18, 19, 20, 21-ish. He has graduated from uh, high school. I don't remember if he had served in the military yet. I don't feel like the character had, 
But if you've listened to my episodes before, you know how much I ached to continue dancing ballet and not having to quit. And so there were a lot of themes in that drama that resonated with me. And the thing that I take away from it the most is you shouldn't wait to pursue your dreams until you're 79 years old. However, if you do, it's still not too late to to get started. And I love that. So I hope you guys will consider all of that and don't use age as a reason or excuse not to pursue what you love. I'm not going to use age as a, an excuse anymore. So again, thank you guys for coming to this is begin the search. What am I saying? Um, struggling over my words. Thank you for coming to listen today to this episode of begin the search. I was happy to have you here with me and I hope that you'll return again. I hope you'll look me up in Twitter at Kathos TV and you're welcome to join me on an episode. We can make a good show. I promise you I can keep it light and I know how to rein it in and make an episode where I'm not going to be crying. But since I already kind of had this in mind when I was going to share, I couldn't really hold back those feelings. (sighs) Enjoy the music. Enjoy BTS. Enjoy their messages. Enjoy your life and try not to be envious or jealous if you don't look around you and see the things that you wish you had in your own life, but you only can watch them on the screen. Try really hard to start creating the life that you want and reach for it in whatever way that you can to be happier, to be more fulfilled and to feel more content about your life. And of course, BTS's message to love ourselves, to love yourself. If you have to write on the mirror a message in marker, I've heard that markers on mirrors always wash off, even permanent markers. But if you have to write on your mirror a positive message like, I am handsome, I am pretty, I am cute, I am attractive, like if your looks are your concern, or I am smart, I know things, people like me, Um, I'm going to actually start doing that. As weird as it sort of sounds and might feel, someone told me the other day that they looked in the mirror and they told themselves positive affirmations, positive statements every day for two weeks, and it changed their life completely. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a try and see how my life changes. I would encourage you guys to consider that as well. And again, thank you for joining me. I hope you take good care. I'll see you next time.